I am. The title of my message is Doers, Not Hearers Only. Do it. Everybody say doers. doers. I'm a doer. I am a doer. <laughs> that's that's my, my thing. I, I do. Um, so we're going to read out of James chapter 1, 22 to 27. It's not going to be up there. It's going to be back there. So if you want to turn around, you can see it up there. Or open your Bibles or turn on your phones or go to your iPad, you know, however you read the Bible today. James chapter 1, 22 to 27, it says, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at a, your face in a mirror. Verse 24, you see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. Anybody here forget what you look like today? Some of you might want to, no. <laughs> Verse 25, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. And verse 26, if you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God our Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, I pray that, Lord, your word would light a fire in our soul today, God. That, Lord, we would become such doers of your word, Lord, that we would have greater understanding as we dive into your word every day. And, Father, that that fire would burn for your word every day. That we'd listen to it, we'd read it, we'd search it out, God. That our hearts would be open wide to what we have, you have for us. And we'd not be afraid of what you have for us, God. But, Lord, it would sink into our hearts and our minds. So we thank you, we praise you for this time. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You know, when you read the book of Proverbs, it tells you, it says, in all you're getting, get understanding. You know, understand what the word of God is telling you. That is our job to do. Get the understanding. And, and Job tells us, it says that understanding means to flee from evil. So when I, as I'm reading the word and I'm getting it in me and I'm starting to understand it, it means I'm going to flee from doing evil. Amen. How many of you did evil this week? Nobody raised their hand. You're all lying to me. <laughs> Y'all did a little something, something, you know. <laughs> Might have said a bad word, you know. I mean, not evil according to what we think is evil. We think, you know, you know, murdering somebody's evil or doing something crazy like that. But, you know, when you look, get into the Word of God and you start discovering what God declares is evil, you're like, oh, shoot, I do that. <laughs> and you're like, man, you know, I, I, when I did a Bible study for guys, they'd be like, Pastor, please stop telling us all this stuff, man. <laughs> you know, we got to change. It's like, that's the idea. We conform our lives to the word of God. Amen? So, the first thing James tells us to do is do what the Bible, do what we read in the Bible. That's number one. Do what you read in the Bible. Amen? Do it. Just do it. You know, the idea, like I said, is to conform our lives to the word of God. So when we read it, and there's no transformation, there's no change in us, there, you know, we just keep doing what we've been doing, doing our own thing, then we're deceiving ourselves. That's where the deception comes in. It's to think you can just read the Bible and keep doing what you're doing. There's the deception. Now, I won't ask you who's deceived. That's up to you. You know. But one thing about the Word of God, there's no exceptions. None of us can get away with things that the Word of God tells us not to do. You're not that special. 
I'm not that special. You can't read the word and know what it says and not do it and think you're going to grow in God more. When you read the word, you got to get it. Amen. We all have this, the same manual. You know, one person labeled it, the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. You know, when we, when we get to heaven, this is what we're going to live by. This is, so I, I'd like to get a jump on it now. So that you're ready when you get to heaven, amen? You're not, you're not sit over, I heard one guy said, you know, when you get to heaven, you know, because we ain't got it all down, you get sit over here till you get it all right, you know? It gets, you keep getting schooled. I'd rather be ready to run when I get to heaven, amen? I don't believe that way, but, <laughs> you know, I don't know how it's going to be when you get to heaven, except Jesus is going to be there. And when you say, well, God knows my heart. Yes, he does. You're right. Do you know what he says about our heart? It's evil. It's deceitfully wicked. I'm like, oh, man. So when you say, God knows my heart, that's where my mind goes. Yes, he does. You know, I've had many people tell me, but one thing about your heart, God knows. He knows whether you're conforming to him and his word or not. That's what he knows. He knows whether you're doing it or not. He knows when you're wanting and doing your own thing. He knows that. He knows everything. He knows everything you say. He knows your tears. You know, it talks about your tears being saved in a bottle. Somebody, you know, said, you know, there'll be no, no crying in heaven. Well, there's going to be all our tears are going to be there. How many of you have shed some tears, huh? And they're going to be captured in the bottle and it's going to be up there. But, you know, the word says that when we continue to practice the world's way of doing things, we won't inherit the kingdom of God. See, the key word is practice. Now, how many of you ever make mistakes? How many ever say something you don't really mean? How many ever do something you really wish you hadn't have done? You know, you're like, well, but I'm talking about practicing such things. When you get caught up in something and you're practicing that. So something that God's word says, do not do, but yet you practice doing that. That's the catch right there. He says, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that's found in Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 19. It tells you that. Then it goes into what he expects us to look like, the fruit of the Spirit. So, but he's laid it all out for us that, so that he can get it into us. See, Moses didn't have this. David didn't have this. I mean, David wrote most of the Psalms. He wrote so many of the Psalms. There's so many of these guys that didn't have this. You know, when Paul, Paul started sending out those letters, he just was just filled by the Spirit of God and started sending it out and writing to the churches. James here, this is how James um, captured what the Lord was saying to him. And as James is writing this, you know, I can just imagine what his heart was doing. But I, I read in, as I've been going through Ephesians on Wednesday night, and I see what James wrote, I'm like, man, this it's like they bless each other in the sense that there's a lot of same things going on. It's the way God expects the church to behave. Amen? So, one thing about God, as we said last week, is there is no darkness in Him. But He does see when there's darkness in us. He does see it. And we have to know that the Word of God is not an option. You know, I played football here at Corona High School. I can remember all the plays. So they made me a quarterback. I did not want to play quarterback. I was short in high school. I mean, when I started sophomore year, I was five foot one, weighed 110 pounds. I was a wee little guy. 
And, uh, but they made me play quarterback. I could remember all the plays, you know. And we ran an option. And the option was, you know, as I got the ball as a quarterback, then the fullback would be right there. And I had to read the defense to see. And then, you know, pull the ball back out if I saw the linebacker crashing down. And then I'd go down the line. And if the defensive end was going to crash on me, I'd pitch it to the tailback. But if he was playing the tailback, I'd cut up field and go. I had that option. But in the kingdom of God, you don't have options. You have the kingdom of God. That's it. You have Jesus' way of doing things, his way of being right. That's what we have to follow. All right, three people. <laughs> That's what we have to follow. We don't have the options of, of doing things our way. So here, here's a good thing to do. Read your Bible. That's a good thing, amen? Take the time. You all have a Bible. You can't say, well, I don't have a Bible. You all have a Bible. How many of you got a phone? You all have a phone. I know you do. <laughs> Read. Just download it if you have to. Download it. Download a devotional if you have to. Do whatever you have to do to get it in you. And, and so that you're re reading it and getting it in you so that you, you can um, apply it to your life. But when you read your Bible, ask God what he wants to do in you. That just sounds too simple, doesn't it? It is that simple. Ask God what he wants to do in you. If you're reading something and you're thinking... Oh my gosh, I, I, you know, we've been going through Ephesians and there's certain things that Paul says that we need to be doing and people are going, I, I can't do that. I'm not doing that. That's not me right now. And it's like, ask God how to apply it. Ask God how to change your heart to line up more with your word. Just ask. That's all you got to do. Everybody say ask. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're just fooling yourself about being a Christ follower. You become deceived. Remember last week we talked about being deceived. If you were here last week, we talked about being deceived. You don't want to get deceived. Reading and doing is the key to not being deceived. But you got to read it first. You can't just say, you know, I read a story the other day. Pastor went to this couple's house from church for dinner. And um, when he left, you know, she put out the best silver. For the dinner with the pastor you know really nice meal but when he left the spoon that she had put at his place was missing and she told her husband i think the pastor stole my spoon and she got kind of bent on that you know and it was a year before she invited the pastor back over and so when he came she looked at him she said pastor i gotta ask you a question he said yes go ahead she says, did you steal my spoon last time you were here? And he says, no, I put it in your Bible. <laughs> Don't be that way. <laughs> you got to get it out. You got to read it. Amen. Don't just let it sit on your shelf. Let it be alive inside of you. That it's growing in you. Amen. And when you look in a weird mirror and walk away, do you forget what you look like? No, you want to, that's the same thing when you look into the mirror of the Word of God. You know, a lot of times we look at the Word and we think, man, somebody, this person needs to hear this. I always think of somebody else. Look in the mirror of the Word of God for yourself. Look at it as a mirror, that you're looking at yourself, and that you're talking to yourself, and that it speaks to you, and it changes you, so that you're able to apply it to your life. So that number two, look carefully into the word i was uh where's my phone 
I was going through devotions this morning and uh, it says this, it says, do you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you? All of us together are the temple of God. All of us. We're all the temple of God. It's just like, you know, I'm not just me, the temple of God, but we're all the temple of God. And he lives in us together. Amen? He's he's called us like we're we're one. We're, you know, like when Delon and I got married, we're one. But when you came to Jesus and you got to know Jesus, we're one. And so in the same way that Delonda and I are one in marriage, we are one in marriage to the Lord. Amen. We're one. It's a solid one. Amen. So we are the body of Christ. So I need to be able to, and you need to be able to encourage each other, build each other up because we're one. Amen. It's not like, you know, I know we go to separate homes and all that, but listen, we're one. We're family. And you got to start thinking of that way. Because listen, as a body of Christ, we got to get along. We really got to get along. I'm sorry, Ed. Ed told me, don't move today. I don't have a cameraman. <laughs> sorry. I'm back. But we're one. Everybody say one. So you gotta, you got to look carefully in the word. You don't just, don't just skim it, but let it sink into you. Look up those words. You know, it's very easy. You have so much in your hands when you when you have this i mean i could look that word up i could just study it i have the power to launch to the moon right here in my hand you have the power to discover more about god you can look up all the words you know what they mean what is he saying to you what is he asking of you see you got to look carefully into the word and you re- when you read something that you need to change in your life Take the steps to do it. Taking the steps to do it, A. Repent for doing it. You know, be extremely sorrowful that you're offending God. How many of you ever get sorrowful you're offending God? I mean, when you just go, oh my gosh, I'm offending God. You know, it's like, yeesh. You know, when I, when I came to the Lord, I, I was crying so hard, man. I just, I was, I know I was offending God. And I was crying so hard. I mean, there's been times where I know one night the Lord touched me so hard. I left a puddle of tears this big on the carpet. It just flowed out of me. It just it was extremely sorrowful. And when that happens, you just, um, you just let it go, amen? But repent for doing it. Repent means you're going this way, and now you turn around and you're going this way. You're not going that way anymore. You're not doing that anymore. You're repenting of it. You're going God's way of doing things, amen? His way of being right. And then B, yeah, I mean, if you really want to grow, tell somebody you're making an adjustment in your life. Hey, I used to do this. I'm not going to do that anymore. We don't like to do that because we don't want people to know our business. We are so private these days. And I, I believe that's a ploy of the enemy. Because it says, it says in James, we'll get there in a couple of months probably as slow as I'm going. He says, confess your faults to one another so that you may be healed. So what the devil tries to do is stop you from confessing to somebody so that you'll hold on to it. You know, therefore, well, they'll kick me out if they know what I do. And they're not going to kick you out. They're going to pray for you. Amen? So, and then quote some scriptures that affirm. Oh, turn off the volume there. <laughs> 
quotes scripture that affirms the change needs to be made. You don't find the find more more than one scripture. You know when you read it, find more scripture that tells you that affirms that you need to be changing in this. And then keep saying it. You know, put it on your mirror where you're looking into that mirror, into the window of your soul. Put it on that mirror and you read it in the morning. I need to change, Lord. I'm, I'll confess that today and keep it going in your life so that you're not forgetting. Oh yeah, I'm making a life adjustment right now. But keep it in front of you. Let it be that mirror, Amen. And then D, be aware in your daily walk. That you're changing that thing. You're changing and that thing will not be a part of your life anymore. Make yourself aware of that. You know, because, you know, sometimes, you know, you come, you, all right, I repent of this, and then you forget tomorrow, and you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. It's kind of like when you're fasting. You're fasting, you say, I'm going to fast this week. And you're, you know, you're go out to lunch with somebody, and you're eating away, and you're like, oh, I'm fasting. You know, well, I might as well finish this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you make a commitment. I'm going to read the Word every day. I'm going to get up a half hour early, and I'm going to read the Word. I'm going to start my day off with the Word of God. And, you know, I'm going I'm to invest a half hour. I'm going to read. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get in. I'm going to get a little bit more in my heart like Pastor said to do. I'm going to research a little bit more. Half hour every day. And then you know what will happen? You'll get, you'll get more hours at work. You know, if you could come in an hour early and it just like sucks all that time away that you were going to invest, that's the enemy. So when they offer you that extra work, say, no, I can't do that. Make the stand. Because I'm telling you, it comes. So, and then E, confess that you're free. Confess your freedom. Just declare it every day. I'm free. I'm free. See, when you start declaring and decreeing, something's going to happen in your life. And so make that confession of your soul. I'm free today. I'm free from this. I'm free from that. I'm not doing that anymore. That no longer has a hold on me. I'm not caught up in that. I'm changing. I'm going to change the way I talk. I'm not going to swear anymore. I'm not going to blast people. I'm not going to be an angry speaker. I talked to you last week about that angry person. You know that angry person. That person that you don't want to tell something because you're afraid they're going to get mad at you. We watched 101 Dalmatians over breakfast yesterday. <laughs> well, I was like, will you watch it with me? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they were, uh, Cruella's uh, cohorts there, they were so afraid to say anything to her. She might get mad. She'll blow up, you know. Are you a Cruella? Today, I think they call him a Karen. I'm sorry if your name's... <laughs> I'm sorry if your name's Karen. <laughs> You know, Karen's that one that blasts everybody. They showed a lady on, there was a video going around. But Karen, that's what I'm going to call her, stole this guy's mail every day. Because there was too much activity going on. He got, received too many packages and stuff, she said. So she would steal his mail. I mean, that's a federal offense. <laughs> but confess your freedom, amen? I'm free. Everybody say, I'm free. free. Now, if you're, if you're reading to grow in Christ... Make the effort for it to make a difference in you. Make the effort. Strive to, to be that better person, amen, in Christ. Just let it do its work in you. Let it do its work in you. Conform to God's word. And I put in here Galatians 5 tells us that the evil of the flesh, and it does. It, there's a whole list of things that it tells us not to do. And as I said, it says anyone who practices these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But here in James, he's telling us 
not to forget these things written in the Word, but to continue in them. And as we do the work, it will come with a blessing. How many of you like to be blessed? When we do in the Word, it comes with a blessing. And God will bless you, amen, in what you do. You know, I, I just talk to people that are following the Lord, growing in the Lord, and they're getting promotions, they're getting raises, they're getting bonuses. They're just growing in, in their jobs and in their position because God is blessing them because they're reading the Word and they're doing it, amen. You know, the blessing comes with doing the work. And as you do that, God will overflow and bless you. But a big key to that blessing is for us not to quit. Us not to stop trying to grow in the Lord. And the blessing will just keep flowing. So don't give up on what God has for you. But as we said in Ephesians, walk worthy of the calling that God has put on you. When you walk worthy of that, it will come. Amen? Don't back off from it either. You know, because sometimes we want to relax from things. No, don't ever relax from the Word of God. Amen? Don't conform to the world ever. You know, and as I was writing this, I, I just... I had a word from the Lord, and he told me there's some here today that you believe it's too late for you to step into what God has called you to do many years ago. But he told me it's not. It's not. Today's the day. The more I get to know you, the more, the more I personally get to know you, the more I see callings that have not been fulfilled, and the Lord says there's no expiration date on them. The Lord is starting to stir you again, and he wants to push you forward in it. Amen? So if you've been sitting on something for a few years, I challenge you today to begin to stir that up again because God is not done with you. God wants to, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, 20 or you're 80 or 90. Stir it up again. Let's fulfill what God has planned. Amen? Let's fulfill it in our lives so that we see what God has for you. That was a word he gave me as I was reading this and writing. But um, this takes you to your religiosity. How many of you are religious? I am. I'm very religious. You know, oh, you got relationship, huh? You don't have religion, you have relationship? Is that what you're going to tell me? You don't have religion, you have relationship. Okay. You have the word of Christ? Okay. So, um, I just want to tell you, religious is not a bad word. It's not a bad word. If you're a religious person, you need to bridle your tongue, number three. Put a clamp on that thing. If you don't learn to hold your tongue, as we talked about last week, forbearing, because you know, forbearing means to be patient and restrained. To keep oneself from doing something, to hold back, to refrain, forbear from making a comment. We need to refrain sometimes, amen? We need to bridle that tongue and hold it back so that we're not saying what we think. Because, you know, we don't always think correctly. We need to say what the Word of God says, amen? We need to decree that. Or It's just like the Word of God doesn't say doesn't declare you sick it declares you healed so stop declaring yourself sick start declaring yourself healed amen start speaking that out over your life and watch the change happen in your life but we need to refrain from making the comments that we make it to each other against each other and we need to hold ourselves back from doing something 
If we don't do this, James says we're deceived in our own heart. If we don't learn to refrain, we're deceived. You can't keep telling yourself that God knows your heart while you leave a path of destruction by the words that are coming out of your mouth. But right here, it says that you're deceiving yourself. So that's God's understanding of a person who can bridle their tongue. I know, man, I wish I would have learned this when I was about 10. <laughs> the bridle of that tongue. You know, it may be hard, but it's something that we can work on in a big way. Amen? The bridle of the tongue. Don't say too much. It, it says that if we can't get this down, that our religion is useless. It's useless if we can't bridle the tongue. Now, I, I know we, we're talking about religion here, and you have the relationship going on, and your relationship needs to be in such good standing that you've bridled your tongue. But religion means this. You ready? This is what religion means. It's going to be up there, back there. Religion means human beings' relation to that which they regard as holy sacred, absolute, spiritual, divine, or worthy of special reverence. It is also commonly regarded as consisting of the way people deal with ultimate concerns about their lives and their fate after death. So religion is not such a bad thing. It's that holy sacred, absolute, divine, the reverence for God. Amen? Being holy, walking in holiness. Religion is not a bad word when done right. Here it is. Bridle your tongue. Religion done right. Bridle your tongue. Visit orphans. Visit widows. You know, we have our orphanage in Uganda. And... We had more in the hospital this last week. So we've had eight go through hospital. A couple of them were in comas. Um, but I, I think they'll all be home this week. You know, but it, it's, it's a doctor bill, man. It's a big doctor bill that I'm praying. God just bless us with an abundance to pay it. Now, don't get me wrong. I have to pay it. You know, because I'm not going to let these kids die. I'm going to visit the orphans. Amen. I'm going to visit the widows. I, I went and visited one widow, Delonda and I did one day. And we went over to her house and we were just talking and everything. And I'm like, you doing okay? She goes, well, I'm having a problem with my power. All right, really? Where's the electrical box? <laughs> I found that electrical box and she was playing with it. And I'm like, hey, okay, first thing, don't play with the electrical box, okay? And now here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I turned them all on. You know what? Everything worked. But sometimes you need to visit the widows, amen? You need to make sure they're doing okay. You need to take that time out to go and say, hey, you need to make sure that our widow, our orphans are good, amen? How many of you are orphans in here? I am. Blonde is, yeah. We're orphans. You know, it's funny, when my, it wasn't funny, but when my mom passed away, it's like, you know what? We're orphans now. It just, just seemed weird to... 
be in that position, you know. But we got to visit the orphans. we got to minister to them, amen? And I'd go over to Uganda. I'd go tomorrow, but that country's closed because of COVID. A lot of the world's experienced a lot of bad things right now uh, concerning COVID. And then he tells us this. James says this. He says, keep yourself unspotted from the world. Keep yourself unspotted from the world. Don't look like the world. Don't look like the world, and don't do the things that they're doing. Don't act the way they act. Be different, amen? Be unspotted in the sense that you don't look like the world. You don't act that way. Your relationship with God should cause you to do the things that we've been discussing in James, to grow in Christ, to put on the, the, uh, the garment of praise, to praise God, to exalt Him, to lift Him up, amen? The, all, the idea is that we all go to heaven one day, amen? Whether we die in this life or Jesus comes back for the church, we all go to heaven. That's the idea, that there's nothing that's stopping us from going, that He's not going, hey, I, I don't see your name. Man, wouldn't that be terrible? You get up there and you're like, Yeah, Monica, I sing for you. I don't see your name. Wouldn't that blow you away? I'm Jeanette, I prophesy in your name. Yeah, I don't see it. Your name's there. <laughs> <laughs> or how about, hey, I'm Ron. I'm your favorite. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I remember when Delana and I, we taught five and a half years here on marriage, how to have a good, healthy marriage. And somebody came to us one day and said, wouldn't it be funny if you guys got a divorce? I'm like, no. <laughs> and tear down the witness. So the idea is that we all go one day. And right now, what we're doing is we're working out the darkness out of us. Remember, because all this stuff is inside of us. It's all in us, and so we're working it out of us. We're getting it out of our system. We're taking it out. We're getting it away. We're reading the Word of God, and we're letting the Word of God, it, it washes you. The Word of God washes you. It cleans you, amen? And, and then it charges you to do the things that Jesus did, that you would go and you would do greater things than Jesus did. That's the plan. Because it's in you to do those things, the things that Jesus did. But if you're a mean, angry person, don't tell anybody you're a Christian. Because you don't want to ruin your witness. Get rid of the meanness, get rid of the angriness, surrender it all to Jesus. So that they, they say, wow, here comes Elena, she's so sweet. Here comes Susan. She's so nice to me. Here comes Delana. She's just full of love. And we just start speaking. People would see that in you because you allowed the Word of God to change you. You allow it to transform you. You allow it to heal you. You know, there's some people here today that God never intended for those things to happen to you that happened when you were a kid. You know, there were some tough things that happened to you, and you're like, man, it just seems so unfair. It is. God never said it was going to be fair. He just said, I have a way for you. I have healing for you. I have a way to bring you out of that.
I've read it so many times, but I keep reading it and reading it and reading it. I keep discovering words that weren't there last year, you know, or there the year before. I, I highlight things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I never saw that before. And every year it's the same thing. Every year it's the same thing. You know, and if you want to go through the Bible, you could go to newhopefwc.com and see how to, to join with us and read what we're reading. It's right on the front page. Just read away. Let it grow in you and let God do a work in you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today and Lord, we want to get it right. Lord, when that trumpet sounds and you call us home, Lord, that's where we want to be. We want to be called home to you. Lord, we don't want anything else. But Lord, we want to grow in you. That's why we're here today. That's why we got up, made the effort, Lord. And I pray, Father God, that you just give us each strength. Lord, as we read and we see things, God, and even though it, it may be difficult, Lord, help us. Help us to transform our lives to be more like Jesus, to be that loving and kind person. Lord, that we'd bridle our tongue and we'd walk with you. We'd forbear with one another, God, not just saying whatever we want, but we'd refrain, God. And Father, that you would move in each one of us today to build your kingdom. By Lord, as you declared, bridling that tongue so that we're not deceived. And Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would remind us of today so that tomorrow we remember we're not like that one that looks in the mirror and forgets what they look like when they walk away. But Lord, we would remember these things and we'd hide them in our heart and we'd keep them there, God. And we'd allow that transformation to take place in us. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Ron, I, I need that today. I need that transformation in my life that I can bridle my tongue, that I can refrain, and that I can really read the Word of God to get something out of it. Not just to say, I read it. If that's you, just wave at me. I just want to pray for you. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I think you all should raise your hand. Because <laughs> we all need that. Father, we thank you, Lord, and I praise you. I thank you for the hands that went up, God. And I pray that, Lord, that that revelation of your word come alive inside of them. That they read and they get it, God. They read it they understand it, Father. It's not just words on a page. But, Lord, that it, it bring glory to your name. So, Father God, I pray that by the Holy Spirit that every day we would grow in you. That the more we read your word, the more we grow in you, God. And, Lord, the closer it gets to your coming, let us each look more like you every day. Let your grace abound in our hearts and our mind. Cover and protect us as we go today. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Come on, Jeanette.